Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. Create a brighter future with a savings plan from Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. Now, fears have been expressed by business groups today that our economy is being damaged by the lack of housing availability. Chambers Ireland, the Irish Small and Medium Enterprise Association, ISMI, and the Irish Exporters Association highlighted to an Arachthus committee today that the housing crisis is scaring off talent and forcing companies to pay a premium to new workers to make housing affordable. Well, for more on this, we're joined now by Neil Richmond, Minister of State at the Department of Enterprise, Trade and Employment, with special responsibility for employment affairs, and also by Sinn spokesperson on enterprise trade and employment Louise O'Reilly and thank you both very much for joining us this evening. Um, Minister I'll come to yourself first and as I said the, the committee heard to, from employers groups today about this damage being caused to the sector about the lack of housing availability and, and that drum that we're hearing from the business community started beating a couple of months ago and it's getting louder and louder isn't it? Is, is there anything that the government can do as a matter of urgency to try and address this? Well, there's a couple of things being done, Sarah, and of course the groups that came into the committee this morning were asked to identify challenges and it's important to state that the Irish economy is the fastest growing in Europe. We have the most people employed in the history of the state at the moment and consumer spend is up. So the Irish economy is the envy of most countries around the world and for many workers around the world and that's why we're seeing more people wanting to come back to Ireland um, who had previously emigrated. But housing, of course, Sarah, is the biggest challenge facing not just our economy but our society as a whole. That's acknowledged. It was acknowledged again in the chamber by the Taoiseach. And we're starting to see some progress there, but we'd like to see it go faster. We saw last year nearly 30,000 homes built. Uh, We'll see this year, the first two months this year, we've seen record commencement levels of new homes. But we want to do more. We want to get more vacant properties uh, on stream and into the market. And crucially, the biggest issue here is supply. So that's why we have the biggest housing budget. And it's all about build, build, build to try and address those very real and genuine concerns stated by the groups this morning and ones that have come into my office on a daily basis by employers, groups, employers and indeed work. And is it time, do you think, again, as a matter of urgency, to revise upwards our housing targets? Uh, They're already well out of date, despite the plan only being published, whatever it is, a year or so ago. To be honest, our targets are only one thing. What I want to see is um, to continuously increase the amount of houses that are actually being delivered, that are being brought into stream, all sorts of houses, social, affordable, private, cost rental, apartments, duplexes, houses, everything. We need to see that continuing increase, which we saw last year, a 45% an increase in the homes being built. This year, record commencement levels. We need to keep seeing this very, very clear challenges in the construction sector in terms of the cost of materials. That's a global strain and the cost of or the lack of talent in certain sectors and there's two really clear things we're doing there in relation to bringing uh, more workers in to build the homes from outside the EU from within the EU as well as really scaling up the amount of apprenticeships for people in the construction sector. Louise O'Reilly, Sinn Féin's accusing uh, the government of being caught in an ideological quagmire in terms of housing policy. You say that only a change of government and a change of housing minister is going to truly address the crisis. So if there's a general election next year, Sinn Féin would fix it all? Well, I think what we heard this morning uh, from the representatives of small to medium enterprises and uh, businesses right across the state was uh, a, a lot of worry and a lot of concern in relation to their lack of capacity to expand. So, you know, we're talking about companies who want to scale up. We're talking about companies who want to be in a position to attract talent and they cannot do that. They were absolutely clear with us this morning at the committee. We're also talking now about an issue that perhaps some of your listeners might previously 
previously have associated it with maybe being an urban problem only. Uh, they were very, very clear with us this morning. ISME, Chambers Ireland and uh, the Irish Exporters Association were absolutely crystal clear with us this morning. This is a statewide problem. It is not mm. confined to the cities uh, or indeed the big towns. This is right across. This is townlands, villages. This is right yeah, across the you, state you, and you it's damaging our competitiveness and their capacity to recruit the, and expand. The government acknowledged that there is an issue here and they're doing what they can or what they think they can to try to address it. But I think what they need to do really, one, is uh, is acknowledge that this has been an issue for years. This is not something that has happened overnight. Uh, we can see, you know, recently published by IBEC, their Better Housing, Better Business report showed uh, how the cri- housing crisis is causing critical economic and social problems uh, across both the FDI and the small to medium sector. So this is right across the board. It hasn't happened overnight. We've had Fine Gael in government for 12 years and this is the outworkings of their housing policy. What we need to see... Uh, uh, are, uh, is an, an ambitious programme of house building, which, you know, includes involvement by the state. So, I mean, if you go back to, and I was talking to my colleague Ono Brin about this uh, earlier on, and, you know, he cited a housing conference from um, just about five years ago, where uh, an economist from Sherry Fitzgerald had actually highlighted this, that there are people who cannot afford the high rents. And, you know, Neil will acknowledge this, the rents are at an historic high, they're rising house prices at an historic high and rising. And there are people on ordinary incomes who are completely locked out of home ownership, unable to afford their rents and they don't qualify for social housing. So what needs to be done is the state needs to build at least 8,000 social and affordable homes to rent and buy. So that's for people on ordinary incomes so that they can be able to afford to have a permanent place to live. Alright, so I'll go back to Neil Richmond on that because you said, Neil, you didn't want to talk about targets but targets matter, don't they? And do you accept the government's targets are simply too low? Targets do matter, of course, sir, but really what matters for people is homes. So what I heard from Louise there is that we need to build 8,000 more homes. We don't. We need to build a heck of a lot more of that. 8,000 more social affordable homes, homes, of course, Louise. Very very clear Very clear of social affordable homes. But that alone won't be enough. We need to encourage the private sector. And we look at Fine Gael's record in government. When we came into government, unemployment was at 15%, sir. Today it's at 4.2%. We've drilled that down. And despite the very genuine concerns and the looming shadow of housing, the Irish economy is an ridiculously strong position. We are creating new jobs. Companies are scaling up in every sector and in every part. We saw job increases from small and medium companies for large FDI. Let's not confuse very valid concerns and warnings and say that all of a sudden the Irish economy is in a very bad place. We have a distinct housing issue uh, that is driving economic and social concerns. What we need to see, Sarah, is the delivery of those houses, social and affordable. I fully agree with Louise, but equally private. How many of those were built in 2020, Neil? How many homes were built? Social and affordable homes in 2020. Louise, there was over 30,000 homes 2021, built. less than 40. And maybe you have the figures for 2022, but uh, it's it's around a couple of hundred. And there's so been €4 billion Euro committed in the budget towards this. But crucially, Louise, and you know this crucially, we saw an increase in the amount of deliveries of home last year. We saw an increase in the amount of commencements. The government are taking issue to ensure that developers who are developing public, private, affordable homes have okay. the means to address and the Neil, very clear you, what rising we heard costs. This morning, what we heard this morning at the Oireachtas Committee on Enterprise, Trade and Employment was the outworkings of your government's policy. There's, well, the, record, it is a fact Record high that employment people, and an economy that's the envy of the rest of Europe. That, that's I don't the outworking think too. anyone 
envies us the housing situation no, that no, we have now. And I think what we're, you know, what we're looking at right, folks, are if you're both companies over each other. that want to expand and cannot do that, that want to grow and cannot do that, and companies that are crucially losing talent. So, you know, this is a very, very important issue. It is one which is impacting on every aspect of, of our social fabric now. And now we have industry right. representatives from micro business, small business, big All business right. and FDI coming in to tell us that there is a serious issue. All right, I want to move on. And speaking of employment, it's been announced today, Minister, that PayPal is going to close its Dundalk office on the 31st of March and make 62 staff redundant in Dundalk and Dublin. Remaining staff in Dundalk are going to move to remote working. Is there anything more you know at this stage about what's happening? Well, we've been in discussion with PayPal for quite some time because obviously they're an IDA-backed company. This is part of an overall trend in the tech sector where there is reductions, there's readjustments going back to 2020-21 estimations. In PayPal's uh, situation, this is a much lower reduction than their global average, but ultimately they had a situation where their offices in Ballycoolin and their offices in Dundalk people weren't coming in, so they're looking for a new venue for their still remaining over 2,000 staff in the state um, and there will be the government will of course engage to make sure that all statutory responsibilities are met to those 62 staff as well as working with them um, to help them retrain if they'd like to but also to plug them into the very very many job vacancies uh, that are there in this sector. Uh, Louise Ray, this is a trend that we're seeing across the tech sector, across the world, not just in Ireland, as, as companies resize following the pandemic. Is it worrying do you think or is this just as, as, as some people say a resizing? I think it's a bit of both, Sarah, to be honest. There is obviously an element of, of resizing and, uh, and Neil is right, you know, that the, 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 there may possibly be job opportunities there. But I think we need to see the IDA being very proactive in relation to PayPal, specifically in relation to where the office is closing. We need to see them in there doing an audit of the skills of the people who are being made redundant. And of course, we, you know, we our thoughts are with them. It's a very tough thing to have to go home and tell your family, you know, that, you, mm. that, you're, uh, that you're about to be made redundant. Very tough for those workers. But we need to see the IDA do an audit of the skills that are there and then attempt to match up those skills with vacancies that exist okay. so that those people can continue in employment and, and that, that hopefully would be seamless. But, you know, at any time of the, the, the year, it is very, very tough to hear that uh, that news that you're going to be made redundant and our thoughts, of course, are with those people in, okay. uh, in Dundalk and, and, and in Ballycoolin. They certainly are. Sticking with employment practices, Louise O'Reilly, you raised an issue in the Dáil today in relation to domestic violence leave, which is uh, planned to be introduced by the government. You're not happy that this leave could be pegged to six sick pay rates. Um, why? Well, because that's 70% of the rate and Women's Aid have uh, been very, very clear on this. If a person is in a situation where uh, there's financial abuse or coercive control, very often the abuser will be able to tell by virtue of the fact that there's a difference in their wages that something has happened and that might alert them to the fact that they have availed of this DV leave. I cannot, I genuinely cannot for the life of me understand why the government are not ensuring that these victims are paid at the full rate of pay. That was what we were led to believe would happen and the government have uh, appeared to have U-turned on this. It is really, really very very, very disappointing. And I spoke in the doll today. I addressed directly uh, the Taoiseach on this. It was actually the Minister, Minister O'Gorman, that responded. But I addressed my question directly to the Taoiseach. And I started my contribution by saying, I am raging that I have to raise this with you again. And Sarah, I am still raging. There is time for them to, uh, to pull back from this to ensure that the uh, that the, the debate is pulled in the Shannon and that we get this right. We are talking about right. victims of domestic abuse who really do need this support. What, what is planned here, Minister? And do, you, and do you take the points Louise O'Reilly makes?
colleagues on board. Oh, I, I take the points and if, if that was the situation, I'd equally be as raging. But what is happening here is what happens in this situation is that the legislation will pass and the amendment that the minister put in in the Shannon today requires him to engage with the very stakeholders that Louise mentioned before uh, setting the rates. And I'd fully dis- expect the, states, the rates to actually be considerably more than the rate of sick pay. And that's what we all want to see. But ultimately, the regulation discussion and the regulation is set after the legislation is passed. And that is uh, the method that is required. And that's what Minister O'Gorman set out. That's okay, not so a requirement, Neil. That's a choice by the government. Be very clear on but, this. This Louise, could have been put into the primary there, legislation Louise, the, but, and it should have been. We are talking Louise, about a very discreet and small number of people who desperately need this legislation. And I really think the government should at this stage uh, get try to get this right, put it into legislation, give the victim certainty and listen to those groups Louise, that you say Louise, you listen you're, to you're, post you're the mi- legislation. All right, Louise, listen to women's age, what they're saying now. I think what's quite clear is what the Minister has said is that the regulation will be set after the legislation is passed and the engagement that you're very much looking for will happen and I have no doubt that that will deliver a package that is what is what is deserved here and I don't think we should be preying on fears and say it just needs to go back to primary legislation when ultimately that is what has happened through regulation. That's the okay way and just be. to be absolutely clear Minister, your expectation is that it will be in line with international best practice and that the domestic violence leave rates will be full pay? I expect it to possibly even be more, sir, to be honest, but at least at a minimum. At least a minimum. Louise? briefly? Uh, well, is, that, is that not acceptable? This should, this should be put into primary legislation. It shouldn't be left to, to, to the behest of a minister to bring in regulations. The victims need to have that certainty. Right. And the engagement that the minister is talking about should happen now. He should listen to what Women's Aid and the other organisations are saying. This should happen now and be done right. in primary legislation. Thank you both very much for joining us this evening. That is Minister of State Neil Richmond and Louise O'Reilly of Sinn Féin.